Well, we are continuing in Ephesians chapter 4. This is the 14th, believe it or not, just in chapter 4 of Ephesians that we have been going through. We'll be reading uh, verses 25 through 29. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. And then the verse we'll look at today. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And Father, as we have prayed, we rejoice in answered prayer even now that you will guide us to understand this, your precious word. We commit our hearts to you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in verse 29, we are seeing more of what we're to put off and put away from us, uh, what we're now to put on as servants of the king and as those in whom the Spirit of God dwells. And who are called, we are called to grow in Christ's likeness, to continue growing in Christ's likeness, putting off those things uh, that displease the Lord, putting on those things which uh, please him and build this body up. And this verse relates to our speech primarily, uh, what we say, what comes out of our mouths, uh, which comes actually from the heart. When it comes out of the mouth, but it comes out of here, comes out of the heart. And the first part of verse 29 says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Corrupt words are those which are not pleasing to the Lord. They don't honor him. Uh, and, and usually, almost always, they tear down rather than build up, build up the saints. And that word corrupt, if you looked it up, it has uh, the, the meaning basically of being rotten, rotten. In other words, it's worthless, useless. Words that come out that uh, should never have come out. They're corrupt, and they corrupt others. Matthew Henry said it this way, Filthy and unclean words and discourse are poisonous and infectious as putrid rotten meat. They proceed from and prove a great deal of corruption in the heart of the speaker and tend to corrupt the minds and manners of others who hear them. And therefore, Christians should beware of all such discourse. Let no corrupt word proceed out of our mouths. And we struggle with that. We all do. James 3 talks about the tongue being a fire. You know, fire can be very destructive. Um, it can spread. It can consume other things. Now, the Ephesians had been living in here and were converted from a pagan culture. And that culture, as I understood it and studied it a long time ago, was um, very foul in their speech. I mean, it was expected. It was almost flaunted. And it was common. Yeah, but these Ephesians are, are converted. You know, Paul was addressing uh, believers here who had been changed by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul here is encouraging them to speak in a way appropriate as a son and daughter of their new king. It's part of walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, which is in verse 1. Ephesians 5, verse 3 says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, not even talked about, said, as is fitting for saints. So we're talking about what's fitting to come out of your mouth. What, what is fitting for coming out of a saint's mouth? And here's another list. This is for verse 4 in Ephesians 5. These are things that should not come out. Neither filthiness, 
nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. So what should come out of the mouths of believers is thankfulness for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing like he's talking about here. Foolish talk, coarse jesting, um, filthiness. That's corrupt. Proverbs 13, 3 says, He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. So open wide your lips is what we're talking about here. Not letting things come out that should never come out. So guard your mouth, preserve your life. If you open wide your lips, it's destructive. Proverbs 10, verse 19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. So we're called to restraint, to restrain that which comes out. Uh, basically, we're praying, Lord, help me to, to not let corrupt words come out of my mouth. And then Psalm 141.3, I've said often, it's a prayer I often pray, Lord, set a guard over my mouth, keep watch over the door of my lips. And he, by the Spirit, does that. And we need to ask him to do that. And then a second part of this verse, it tells us uh, basically what we are to put on now. So we're to put off corrupt words, take, get rid of those that should never come out, but we are to do what is good for necessary edification is what should come out. And necessary here means basically what's needed in the body at that time, what is appropriate, uh, as the need may be, uh, words that are suitable for the situation you're in. May, that, you know, may we have wisdom in those times uh, that the things that are good for necessary edification would come out. And uh, when the need arises to speak words of grace into the life of the people that God has put around you. Now, Proverbs 25, a word spitly, fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. It's a great picture. Uh, so right words spoken at the right time are indeed beautiful. In fact, they're precious. They're worth a lot. I don't know if we even realize how impactful our words can be, negative and positive. Proverbs 15, 23 says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. So you will increase your, yourselves, you will increase in joy as you speak what pleases the Lord and, and builds up the saints around you and in your family. Words fitly spoken... Words spoken in due season are indeed a great blessing. Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to your soul and health to your bones. And that is not just to you, I believe. The sweetness and the strength in your bones is not just to you, but to those whom, to whom you speak these pleasant words, words fitly spoken. Sweetness to their soul and health to their bones. People again, can be greatly impacted by the, uh, at the heart level and also uh, in physically by the words we speak. And so ask the Lord to help you to do this, brothers and sisters, to speak the right words, especially scripture, at the right time and to use you in the lives of others to build them up in the Lord. Because reckless words, the Proverbs teach us, reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So words have a lot of power. I've already said that. You know, getting stabbed with a sword has a is fairly big impact. So, you know, it can be hurtful and damaging, uh, our words can. But we should pray that we will be growing here in having the tongue of the wise, it says. The tongue of the wise. And that comes from the scriptures. That comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. And so then we will bring healing into the lives of the people around us. And everybody around us needs healing at some level. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, 
so that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And then the result of not letting these corrupt words come out of our mouths, but rather uh, speaking what is good for edification, is that we can actually, by the grace of God, bring words of grace into the lives of other people. We are indeed agents of grace. And again, do we really realize how much we can be involved in God's using us in, in bringing the great grace into the lives of other people by what we share? We are able to impart words of grace from the word of God or based on the word of God. And that is what ambassadors, I believe, do. Ambassadors of Christ speak this way. That is, by the grace of God, uh, what we have been doing here, praise God. And I've seen it growing, and I pray that it, even more so, this, this would characterize us, these kinds of words. And what a calling we have in this, brothers and sisters. What a means of building up other people that God has given to us. To impart the life-changing word of God and words that serve him, not just words that serve us, words of grace. Albert Barnes said, he who talks for the mere sake of talking will say many foolish things. He whose great aim in life is to benefit others will not be likely to say that which he will have occasion to regret. So our, my prayer this morning for us all comes from Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, and that's where these words come from, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let's pray. O Lord, we do come to commune with you at your table, to be refreshed in your presence and to receive grace at your table. And Lord, we pray that we may have hearts set on you now and on your precious word, and that we might be agents of grace more and more, and ambassadors of Christ who impart words of grace. And, oh Lord, forgive us for corrupt speech, which just hurts others. Convict us, convict us of these things, and sanctify us by the filling of your spirit, and through your holy word. Lord, enable us, we pray, to speak words that build each other up and which are acceptable in your sight. For we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.